Hello and welcome back to Unleash Your Peace. My name is Ali Shoja. I'm a positive mindset coach, a personal transformation expert, a deliberate creator, and I am your peace trainer. And Unleash Your Peace is your peace training. It's the podcast where every single week we dive into a different aspect about the internal world. And we do that for just one purpose and one purpose only to get you to look inward. Because when you look inward, when you live from that place of introspection, you actually unlock everything wonderful about your life. You tap into your creativity, you tap into your joy, into what brings fulfillment into your life, and you live essentially from a place of power. And this sets you up to becoming whole, to becoming the powerful creator that you have come here to be, to becoming an uplifter in your community and uh, you know, in society, in your family, and also living your best life yet. Now, last week we changed the format of this podcast. Previously, it used to be five short episodes a week, and now it's one slightly longer episode, so 30-minute episode a week. So I hope you enjoyed last week's 30-minute monologue. It feels kind of strange to speak for that long, but I hope you enjoyed it. And this week, I have with me a guest. I figured I'll take advantage of this new format and actually bring people on that I admire and I respect. And this individual, uh, if you follow me on social media, you know she's one of my closest friends. We actually created meditation movement together and uh, we host the meditation parties in LA together. So if you're a member of those, uh, they're, they're really quite magical and wonderful. You can get on the list by emailing me, by the way, me or or her. Without further ado, I want to introduce you to one of my closest friends, Nilu. Naderi. Hi, Ellie. Hi. So happy to be here with you. And I am a listener of your podcast. So it's kind of awesome to be on here as a guest. Yeah, about half of my listeners, I think, uh, maybe all of them are my friends. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. That's where it starts. <laughs> so um, you want to know what I do? Yes. What do you do? I mean, as far as like work's concerned, I work for a consulting firm and I uh, have been doing that for a little over four years. Uh, so it's a management consultant, typically what you remember, what you can imagine, like you've seen up in the air with George Clooney, you know, we travel around and we fire people and just cut down on waste um, in the workforce. And yeah, no, that's not what I do. <laughs> Um, no, but I am a management consultant and we focus on improving systems, uh, making things more efficient, finding, you know, new ways of to the, to the same old problems and you know, finding new solutions. And um, I kind of not fell into it, but it was a, I, it was an inspired uh, action that I took about four and a half years ago when I moved back from New York to L.A., uh, I had been working in healthcare for years and I knew I wanted to do something else, but I didn't know what that something was. And actually we were together because uh, we were, you know, we were living together, uh, you you and I, when uh, I was applying for jobs left and right uh, that I didn't want. And I was frustrated when they wouldn't call me back. I'm like, oh my God, I am like 
completely overqualified for this job. Why aren't they calling me back? But I don't really want this job, so I don't really care, you know. And I don't know if you remember, but you had said to me, stop applying for jobs you don't want and take some time, you know, do some yoga, meditate, go for a hike. You know, we're in beautiful Southern California and, you know, clear your mind and, and see what happens. And I did that and about maybe a week or two of doing that, just idea popped into my head. I was like, you should do consulting, which I had never like ever wanted to do. And um, then like the next day I was walking and I see a sign, a giant like sign on the wall says consulting. I mean, I don't even know why it was there. Like it wasn't like a commercial or ad or anything. It just said consulting. I'm like, okay, got it. Um, And then I literally applied to two consulting firms. And then within a week I was employed. So it it was really interesting ride. So the difference between (laughs) action, which you were doing when you first came back, just applying to a crap load (laughs) of jobs you didn't want and you were completely overqualified for. And I was applying when I was still living in New York. So I was like applying. I had been applying since like May because I knew I wanted to leave. And yeah. So months and months of just applying for jobs I didn't want and not getting one call back, not one. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then the difference between that and inspired action. Can you talk a little bit about inspired action? That is a really interesting thing. Sure. Um, so, you know, we all, are, we all are told like we have intuition, we have that internal voice that speaks clearly. It's a kind of a softer voice uh, than other voices we might hear. (laughs) But um, really, it's quieting down your mind in order to hear that voice in order to and sometimes it's not a voice, it's just a feeling just kind of like an idea that comes. But what I've learned is, if I'm kind of busy doing and busy like running around, I don't hear it. And if I hear it, I don't I ignore it. I'm like, eh, what is that? You know? And so when I when four and a half years ago when I had done that and, and started going on those little hikes and meditating, I wasn't yet a daily meditator. So I think it was even more effective because I I I think my body or my mind, uh, my spirit was uh craving it. So that ability to kind of get grounded, quiet the noise and allow for something to come up uh, and you can't sit there and like be like okay come 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 and you're just waiting for it like then it's like you're forcing it and it's like not going to happen you're like anticipating something and and you're almost frustrated that you're not hearing anything so it just it, it just kind of allowing for the space for something to come and being ready to hear it when it comes if that makes any sense yeah so for for People who are regular meditators, they, they've probably experienced this. And people who are just starting meditating, um, is there a way maybe you can tell them or share this uh, in a way that uh, I, I know, uh, maybe just like even steps, you know, what would be the steps? You said quieting the mind, that would be one step, and then not waiting for it. That's another step. How do you uh, kind of do that? How do you quiet the mind and not wait for it? Yeah, I mean, I think that quieting the mind needs to become a kind of um, a practice, a a regular practice uh, that you do. How do you go about that? I generally like to practice in the morning at that time when I when depending on, you know, where I'm at in life, I might do it in the morning, in the 
and in the evening or maybe throughout the day. Uh, but in general, I would say I, as part of a daily practice, waking up, I like to, you know, also do breathing exercises, uh, kind of breath work to move the energy through my body. I actually, we learned some techniques uh, this past summer. So it's, it's kind of part of like a morning routine. I'm really fascinated by this inspired action. And I think a lot of people struggle with confusion, overwhelmment. It, you know, they don't know, uh, like you did when you came back from New York, you were uh, stressed out. Your bank account is mm -hmm. depleting really, really quickly. Yeah. You didn't know how you're going to pay for rent. You didn't have a car. You didn't have a place to stay. Uh, I mean, you were staying here with me. So that's a that's a very hard place to be. And I think a lot of listeners, they might find themselves in a position of a lot of uncertainty, a lot of confusion, a lot of overwhelmment. And how do you go from that, which is a state of mind where you internally feel like I need to do something to get out of it. But what you're saying is don't do something, sit and quiet the mind and then listen to that inspiration. Yeah. I mean, if you're in that state of confusion and, you know, overwhelmment, what you're going to do is just going to add to that is going to continue to add to that overwhelmment and confusion and because you're kind of reacting from that from that place what helps is to just apply self-care like basic self-care sleep well drink water you know go on i love going on walks it just helps me kind of some people love to run to clear their mind just do the things daily that help you feel better and give you some relief from that chaotic monkey brain that you have going on and then there's also a level of faith and belief in yourself and that life is gonna take care of you I've been fortunate enough to have kind of exercised that muscle a few times so I could call on those experiences and say hey remember that time you know you finished grad school and you moved to New York with two suitcases and it was during the financial crisis and people were like, you're not going to find a job. Are you crazy? And you, I found a job within a couple of weeks. I had absolute belief that I was going to be okay. And of course, even with that belief, I still, you still get the frantic thoughts and you still get the freak out moments. But that belief was kind of like foundational. It was like my anchor. And I just trusted that it was going to work out. And my friend and I, and we're kind of jumping around, but when I had moved to New York, <laughs> we didn't even have a going away party because we were like, what if we come back in like a couple of weeks? Like, hey guys, you know, <laughs> didn't work out. So, you know, we didn't want to set us, set ourselves up for that, but I, I just kind of knew it was going to work out. I just knew I was supposed to be there and, and it happened. So when I came back from New York, it was kind of similar. You reminded me of it. I was having a little moment of, you know, internal turmoil, but I knew what I was doing wasn't working you know, just applying for jobs I didn't want and not hearing back wasn't working. And I was just adding to my frustration. And I was spending hours and hours behind the computer going through, you know, different job sites and kept sending my resume. But I like had no desire to actually hear back from them. And I'm not surprised I didn't hear back from them because I didn't want it. So I think it's in those moments where you need to put to practice these tools that we learn in our spiritual path that it's you know, you need to practice them while you feel good so that when you're not feeling great, you can implement it no matter what. We're not living together anymore, but uh, you came and uh, we've been spending a couple of days here and it's been really nice. I want a retreat. 
we're we're on a <laughs> self-created retreat here. But you uh, were doing this exercise where you were sitting on the couch and uh, and meditating with your eyes closed, and every few minutes you would get up and do something, and then eventually, uh, why why don't you explain what you were actually doing? Yeah, sure. So it's funny and ironic that we're talking about this now because I'm kind of back at that place in life where uh, consulting has been awesome for the last four and a half years. I've grown tremendously. I worked for a small boutique firm for a few years. I got acquired and now I work for a large global firm. But I know it's my time there is coming to an end and it's, you know, it's time to move on. But like when I moved back here from New York, I don't know yet what that step is. And I have to continue to maintain gratitude for what I do have because I have a very, you know, nice, stable career path with a company that really supports me and believes in me. But at the same time, I know it's, it's time to move on. But because I have been struggling with it internally, like nothing's really coming. I decided while you were, you know, Ellie's like a working machine. I mean, this girl, like She's like the energizer bunny. So while Ellie was working away, something told me, go sit and meditate. And I had already, you and I had already done yoga in the morning and we had meditated and gone on our walk. But this was, uh, it was just that voice said, go sit down and meditate. And I, and I did and was facing the, the window with the sunlight coming in. Then I, I just listened. I got quiet and it said, get up and do the dishes. And I was like, what? And then I'm like, the dishes and and so Ellie had made breakfast for us and the dishes were sitting in the sink and I was like yeah go do the dishes she's working you're not working you know like be of service do the dishes so I got up and I did the dishes and Ellie's like oh I can do that I was like no no I got it I got it no problem and then and then as soon as I was I was done I went back and sat back down a couple minutes later I'm like sitting there you know I'm like looking for inspiration I'm like all right what's my next step you know and it's like text your friend Jen and congratulate her on her new baby. I was like, what? One of our friends uh, lives in Texas and she just announced uh, yesterday on Instagram and social media that she and her husband are pregnant with their third child. I was like, okay. So then I got up and I like wrote her a really nice message and I said, happy new year. I'm so happy for you guys. You know, you guys know how that goes. And then I'm like, okay, go sit back down. And I went and sat back down and I don't know if Ellie knew what was going on, but like, uh, I did not. <laughs> um, so I sit back down and a couple of minutes later, it, it says, go pick up uh, A Course in Miracles, which is a book uh, that Ellie and I have both read. And I said, Ellie, where's your copy of Course in Miracles? She's like, it's on the windowsill. I'm like, okay. So I go sit back down and um, I said, okay, you're telling me to open this. So I kind of said a little prayer with it and I opened it up. And it opened to page 333. And if you're not familiar with uh, the Course in, A Course in Miracles, it's two parts. It, there's a part with its text kind of explaining the philosophy and the spiritual work. And then 365 days of lessons that you practice. So on page 333, this is a portion of the lessons that um, there's multiple lessons on a page. So it's lessons 174 through 176. The main point of the lesson on that page was God is love and so are you. And to give is to receive. And I'm like, okay, uh, I have no idea. That doesn't translate into a job, you know, like I, I don't know how that works, <laughs> but, 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 but notice how, uh, the, the, the thing about inspiration that, uh, that I find really fun 
is that when you start listening to that inspiration, <laughs> the universe does have a sense of humor. It, it's also clever and it's fun. It, uh, it Sometimes you do things that you have no idea why you would do them in a yeah. million years. You would never do them, but then you feel inspired and you do it and it leads you into this other place yeah. uh, that becomes... Uh, it makes sense once you get there. Yeah. And, and that's part of trusting it is that it might not make sense in the moment. But, you know, in hindsight, when you look back, you're like, oh, okay, now I get it. You know, the reason I decided to do this today is because I, I've been again in a place where I've, the monkey brain has come back full force. Uh, and I've allowed it to kind of take over a little bit. So I'm like, you need to get better at listening. I know my intuition is good. And it, speaks to me often it's, you ignore it often I, I i ignore it yeah i do ignore it and then i'm like oh ha 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 you told me to do that and i didn't listen so i wanted to just use a couple hours today to get better better at listening i'm like it's almost like all right everything i've tried hasn't worked what do you what do you what do you okay i'll, I'll listen to you and and it's it's you know like it doesn't say I told you so. That's a good thing, right? It never, it never will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that that's where that practice was was one to to actually you know take action on the little little things it was saying. And I was thinking to myself, like I can live like this for the rest of my life. Just sit down, close my eyes, wait for some direction, and and go. <laughs> I mean, imagine me, you know, in front of a client. And they're like, so Nilu, like, what do you think about the strategy for <laughs> Medicaid next year? One second, please. <laughs> She has her eyes closed. She's meditating. Take out the trash. <laughs> I mean, you know. I wish we had that on video. <laughs> I know. It's really beautiful. I know. It's, um, we're on a podcast, so you can't see. But yeah, I mean, it's... So I wanted to get better at listening again and get into that flow of acting of taking action from that place of inspired action. And so then Ellie had said, I told her what I was doing and, and, uh, and she's like, oh, well, tell me if it has anything for me. And I'm like, ha, 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 no, that's my in, in, you know internal voice. Why would it have anything to do with you? So then the next thing, it's like, go watch the sunset with Ellie. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, is this a joke? Do you have like hidden cameras? Like, how do you know that she asked that? And so she's working away. I'm like, Ellie, you know, we got to go watch the sunset. Let's go. And she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, it told me. You and me. Let's go watch the sunset. So we then went for a really nice walk up a strenuous hill and <laughs> watched the sunset. And, and then there was there was that. another message. <laughs> <laughs> so we're sitting and we're watching the sunset and it's beautiful and the sun has set and it's gorgeous. And she starts laughing. And I said, what? And she points to the sky. And she's like, I'm not saying it because if I say it, you're going to make me do it. And uh, this is what was said to her. I'm actually, making it real by putting it I, in, putting words to it. So not if I have my fingers crossed, right? <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> the universe doesn't care. Um, yeah. So uh, we're, we're walking, we're sitting there and I, and I'm like, fuck her. <laughs> and I, but I kind of said it under my breath and she's like did you just say fucker I was like yeah I'm like not you and I point up at, at you know at the sky I'm like him and she's like what the hell are you talking I'm like it just told me something but I don't want to share it with you you know I was I know Ellie will 
hold me accountable to it. So I was like, I'm not telling you. Anyway, she got it out of me. And it's like, spend a year in service. And, that's right. Yeah. And I'm like, dang it. That's, oh, I was so mad. I'm like, why? What are you talking about? A year in service? Like, what? I don't know what that means. That's not a job. <laughs> That's not a career path. So I was like, what are you doing? Like, I think last week you were talking about like uh, the the GPS system, right? And I'm like, that's not a direct path to where I want to go or because or, I don't actually know where it is. And it's like, no, go this way. Go around this crazy loop. So I have to kind of figure out what that means. What does a year of service mean? And maybe one of the listeners will have an insight on that. Our friend Deborah might be that listener. <laughs> She's like, come watch my kids for a year. <laughs> There's your service. There You're you welcome. <laughs> Perfect. Oh. Perfect. Before we kind of wrap this up, I do want to ask you a question. I know um, when you feel separated from, you know, that voice, that intuition, mm-hmm. and uh, things can get pretty dark. And I think we might have some listeners who maybe are struggling with a, uh, you know, with a place of, you know, darkness. They uh, feel so separated from where they're going, where they are at, that they, they don't feel like maybe even their lives matter or they matter, Mm -hmm. or uh, they're so uh, confused or even discouraged that they might not see the light at the end of the tunnel. And do you have any uh, words of advice for them? Because I know you've dealt with this in your own life and you've known people who have dealt with them in their lives. You know, what is it that has helped you come out of it? And, uh, And I'm talking about like depression and getting into your head, you know, in these kind of self-destructive ways what do you think has helped you and what do you think might help them mm-hmm. yeah I was waiting for you to see that say the d word <laughs> not darkness um but yeah depression is definitely something I've dealt with on and off in life and you know I didn't even know it was depression years ago just knew I didn't feel good a couple things I think for me what I've um you know I was doing the exercise that you had put on Instagram last week about you know what is your biggest lesson learned for 2018 and one of them was like what I was saying earlier a habit is something you'll build the more and more you practice it and whether that's a good habit or a bad habit it doesn't really matter because your mind is just taking in that information and building patterns um, and behaviors so just like you build a meditation practice daily or yoga practice daily if you are practicing these negative thoughts daily and leading to negative emotions daily that'll become your habit and then um, the person who was lively and energetic and soulful and happy is all of a sudden, you know, on the verge of wanting to kill themselves or, you know, life no longer means anything or it's so painful to even be here. So I think one of the one of the things is if you if you've experienced that, if you've been in that dark place, you didn't get there overnight, right? It. it comes from days, months of repetitive thoughts and repetitive behavior of like, for me, when I get in that place, it's hard for me to even get out of bed. And most people that know me, 
they're like, you're so energetic and you love hiking and you're like, you know, you're so like active and, but it's like a complete opposite. I think this last round that I went through, I almost, I saw it coming and uh, I was like, oh, I could feel it coming. Mm. And it was very frustrating that even though I saw it coming to still end up, you know, in those low moments, because I had told myself, I'm never going back there again. I know you've been there where like you'll, uh, where we've all been there, where we know something is not good for us. And we're like, oh, you know, now that I know myself, this is never going to happen again, but it still happens. It's like the most frustrating thing. So I would say like, if you see it coming, it's so, so important to just like more so than ever implement those positive tools, whatever it is for you. You know, some people like they just need to be around others. You know, mm-hmm. they like being alone is a trigger. Being aware of the thoughts and not serving a tea when the, when the thoughts come in. That I read that somewhere and I thought it was brilliant. You know, like positive, negative thoughts come and go. Just don't serve the negative negative ones tea. Don't mm-hmm. invite them in and let them sit down and turn on the TV. And I love that. And then I'm extremely fortunate to just have a lot of um, support from my family, from my friends, from colleagues, from, you know, I see a therapist weekly. Even if I don't want to be good to myself, they kind of are there for me. So that's been extremely helpful in those moments. Um, it takes level of vulnerability to ask for help. In my worst times, like I'm, I don't ask for help. I kind of push people away. I'm lucky that the people I push away still are relentless and they come back and they advocate for me, even if I'm, if I don't want to advocate for myself. If you have someone in your life, whether it's a friend, a colleague, someone else who's dealt with this in the past and is aware of it, of how, what that feels like, let them know that you're, you're struggling with it. You don't have to kind of go through it all by yourself, uh, even though that's more comfortable. So before we log off, I do want to bring one other thing up. A year and a half ago, you started a project called Thrive at 35. So for a whole year, you did something new every single week and you documented it and you made videos of it. You learned how to create videos really, really well. And and you posted it on uh, YouTube. And uh, I know I was one of the people I was always looking forward to what you're mm-hmm. going to do next. And uh, and you inspired a lot of our friends to do the things they had put off for decades sometimes. So can you share a little bit about that project? Sure. I had attended a Dr. Joe Dispenza workshop uh, in like January, end of January 2017. Wow. It's a long time ago. <laughs> and he, it's a, Dr. Joe is a spiritual teacher, meditation teacher. And in his workshop, he was talking about how by the age of 35, uh, humans in general, we, we become so bogged down in our daily routines. We don't try anything new. We don't even give it a chance. And because of that, life just becomes a series of routine. And not only do you feel kind of stagnant, but your brain actually becomes stagnant and your and your brain doesn't continue to develop. There's a common like mis- misconception that, you know, our brains stop evolving at, at a certain age. Part of that is because we become so set in our ways. So we don't build any new neuropathways. And I remember we were at this event together and you turned to me and you said, I don't want my brain to stop. 
workshop <laughs> growing. When we were sitting next to each other that day. Uh, it was like a week long workshop, and this was like first or second day mm-hmm. that he, you know, drops us in. And it, I was two months before my thirty fifth birthday. Yeah, I turned to Ellie and I said, "I don't want, I don't want that to be me." And um, also, a lot of the, I would say about seventy percent of the folks at the workshop were older were like mm-hmm. seniors i was very grateful that i was sitting there hearing this information and was you know in my 30s still and regardless of what age you hear it it's it's really awesome information to have and act to act on but i was grateful that i uh, still had a lot of life to live and um, when i got home i knew i wanted to do something with it and um, again ellie's like my personal like i have like a therapist i see weekly but then i have like this like genie in a bottle and i just rub her stomach and she comes out <laughs> and she gives me like good advice and just hears me out um so <laughs> we sat down and we brainstormed uh mm-hmm. like what that would look like and i knew i wanted to have new experiences but i didn't know what i didn't know what it was so initially i just did some things that dr joe talked about he said you know just get out of bed differently like if you always get out on the right side get on get out on the left side if you always go and like make your coffee first thing and then brush your teeth like switch that up so i started doing that and i started brushing my teeth with my left hand which was not good for my gums but it was uh, <laughs> good for my brain <laughs> and um i you know would take different routes to work like i at the time i was commuting down to long beach uh, from west hollywood so i would just take take different routes i would stop at different coffee shops you know it wasn't always like amazing it was just different but it, it i could feel myself kind of coming to life so then i said you know what my birthday's coming i'm going to go for this and i decided to do something new once a week and something i had been putting off something people would recommend something I was scared of doing whatever it was and I wanted to share it with people because I wanted to take people along on the experience with me I love that experiencing something with other people it's just makes it so much more rich and with Ellie's help for those of you that don't know Ellie also is a producer a writer she's just like super creative and knows how to do everything so she taught me how to edit a video and yeah so I started doing that and made a list of things I wanted to experience I hit most of that list but I also kept adding to the list as the year went on I was sharing these experiences on YouTube but I was also sending it out part of like an email list and the email list I built off my Gmail contacts and I had cleaned it up so that you know I wasn't going to like old previous coworkers or like people I didn't know at all but I still had about like eight nine hundred people on that mailing list and randomly I would get emails throughout the year like oh my god I love your episodes I'm like what <laughs> I, Van Doe I haven't talked to you since college you know I had done an episode on on investing and fine and financial health and financial literacy and he apparently also you know is really into that and he had his own podcast and he wanted to an interview the guy who was teaching me about investment on his podcast but he had been watching the episodes you know for like 10 months because that episode came like really late and I had no idea I mean it was crazy then there was a woman who um emailed me and she's like oh I love your episodes I had no idea who she was like <laughs> oh my god I was like what eventually I figured out who she was she was a friend of a friend of a friend and now we are actually we, we know each other yeah. um she knows you really well <laughs> she knows me very well and our friend Deborah, who wants me to babysit for the year uh her <laughs> uncle David watched every episode and he was always commenting and he's like oh this is so fun I, I love this I, and it was it's pretty awesome 
pretty yeah. awesome. And people were suggesting episodes <laughs> that they wanted to do with you. Uh, no, they, people were trying to get me killed. So, like, I had people, like, they're like, oh, you should go bungee jumping. Oh, have you gone? No, I would never. That's scary. Like, what if She they... did. She did. It's a hilarious episode to watch. But what I'm saying is the people who were recommending some of these things, yeah. they, they're not going to go bungee jumping. Yeah. They just wanted to see me go bungee jumping. And I had, I think... I had a friend who said, why don't you go spend a night at Skid Row and <laughs> camp out there for the night? And I actually considered it. I was like, you know, I, we volunteered at Skid Row before. Why yeah. not spend a night there? So it was just, yeah. it was really interesting that some of the things people would say. I had one colleague say, you know, blindfold yourself for two days and just experience what it feels like to be, not have sight. And he talked about it so passionately. I'm like, Oscar. You should blindfold yourself for two days and tell me what it's like. Because, it, like, you obviously want to have this experience. Like, And, and he did. He's like, no, oh, I want to, but I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. And uh, Write a novel? Yeah. My um, property manager, I have no idea how he got on the mailing list, but he was. And he pulled me into the office one day. And he's like, oh, Nilu, I, I love your episodes. I was like, you watch them? Okay. And he's like, I have some ideas for you. Stop by later. And I, so I go. And he's like, I have two ideas for you. And mind you, these are weekly episodes. So I'm doing these every week for a year. He's like, write a novel and run a marathon. I'm like, uh, that is not something I can do in a week. <laughs> He's like, no, November is write a novel uh, month, week, month. What? Nanorimo. What is it? Nanorimo. Yeah. So he he had written a novel before, and he had also ran a marathon. So he, you know, he had experienced both of those things, and it, they were life changing for him. And he was like, you should do it because he wanted me to also experience that. So that there was a lot of different things like people felt called to either tell me to try something they had already tried that they wanted to share with me mm -hmm. people wanted me to try things they've never tried but i've been putting off people wanted to just see me do funny things you know <laughs> i mean it was uh pretty amazing and my favorite episodes were those where i got to do do things with other people like my friends mm -hmm. that came along for the ride um like my friend kate who came bungee jumping with me And I asked her, I said, hey, do you want to go bungee jumping? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, buy the tickets now or else I'm going to change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and we went bungee jumping actually New Year's Eve day, wow. uh, 2017 turning 2018. And there was about 50 people jumping. And her and I were the only two people that hesitated. Wow. Yeah, it was, uh, she said that we, we just had smarter brains <laughs> because it's not normal to jump off a cliff like that. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, we both hesitated, but we both did it. So yeah, and afterwards, it just felt it felt pretty awesome. Super proud of you. <laughs> so, any uh, last words for the listeners? So, this podcast is all about going inward, tapping into that internal clarity and power that comes when you look inward. Do you have anything you would like to add? Nothing that I don't think we've already talked about, but I will say, I mean, uh, she did not pay me to say this, guys, but Ellie has a way of expressing the internal world that it makes a lot of sense. And that's why I say she's like my my personal therapist, because like 
we're able to just kind of talk through things and she has this ability to stay calm and be objective, kind of tell you the truth, even though if you don't want to hear it or not. I think anyone who listens to this podcast uh, is extremely fortunate because uh, there's a lot of information out there about spiritual practice and spiritual work. But I think um, Ellie has a way of communicating it so that anyone can understand and her way with analogies is pretty awesome. So I think, you know, continue to listen. Uh, I have no idea what the next series of the podcast are going to be like. I like the idea of having guests on. Um, so it's pretty awesome to like hear perspective. I would continue to listen and reach out to her if you have questions. She's offering, I think, uh, one-on-one coaching sessions, which are priceless uh, for anyone who's, you know, maybe in a place where they feel stagnant or stuck or just not just that, maybe they just want to take their life to the next level. That would be my advice is kind of tap into that resource. I think uh, that covers it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for plugging me and in, in your plug. Um, that did not come out right. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, if you are curious about that project, that year-long project, check out Thrive at 35 on YouTube and watch those videos. Some of them are quite hilarious and a lot of fun and inspiring and awesome to watch. There's, uh, I think you have a website associated with that where all of them are as well? Yeah, the website is called Thriving Ever After. So if you want to give this a shot, I, just about a week, and a week ago, one of my sister's friends turned 40 and she's an incredible singer, but she's been hiding. And uh, she said, she told me that she was watching some of my videos and it inspired her to do a year of herself uh, kind of becoming, becoming herself, becoming I am. Uh, and so that was awesome because I, that project has, you know, it's been over now for about eight months, but um, to kind of have someone bring that up again and it's still affecting people's lives in a positive way. It's pretty, pretty awesome. So I think it's a perfect way to get out of a, a stagnant place is to just mm -hmm. invite and magic happens. I mean, I, I talk about this. I, I did a talk with um, high school kids about how there's just magic happens once you tap into the wonder of the unknown. Yeah. So check out thrivingeverafter.com and uh, watch those videos read about those, mm -hmm. reach out to her if uh, you feel inspired and maybe you want to collaborate on something. And uh, Nilo, I'm very excited to see how this year of service is going to pan out for you. She's never going to let it go. <laughs> oh, no. It's, uh, the, the spirit has spoken. So we're excited about that. This was a really fun episode mm -hmm. for people to listen to. So I hope you feel really inspired after hearing this and you're going to go and do your, you know, project, thriving, uh, becoming who you are. And um, if you are in a place of confusion, I hope this inspired you to settle down and quiet your mind a little bit and listen to that inspired action. And if that inspired action feels like, okay, what do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah, I hope you, you trust it anyways and wash your friend's dishes. I'm sure they appreciate it. <laughs> So until next week, when we come back, check out Peace Unleashed on Instagram. That's how I share my love notes with you every single day. And uh, check out peaceunleashed.com if you have any questions, if you want to work with me. I am 
uh, accepting one-on-one -on -one coaching clients at this point. So if you are interested, reach out to me and I would love to speak with you. So until then, I wish you a peace-filled week.